Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Amazon Prime Video UK, who are just two days away now from their inaugural US Open broadcast. Prime Video is the home of the US Open in the UK. A reminder, if you haven't received the message yet, that if you want to watch the US Open in the UK, then you have to do so on Amazon Prime, which, although I'm biased, I think is a wonderful way to do so. Uh, and you can do that from 3.30pm on Monday, when I will probably be feeling a little bit nervous no. as we go on air for the first time. I'm Catherine Whitaker, by the way. I'm joined by David Law, Hello. who is fresh off a plane. I've been in New York for a couple of days now. I'm feeling practically like a local. David <laughs> has that slightly glazed, um, jet-lagged, um, oh my goodness me, I've yeah. still got another five hours before I can go to sleep look in his eye, and I which rather, obviously I'm very familiar with. I rather went a scenic route about getting here over the last 24 Tell hours. Tell us I've, how many planes you've taken, I've been David. in Croatia, Sweden, Denmark, and now... New York in the last 24 hours. I've heard Copenhagen's very nice. It was delightful for the 55 minutes that I spent there in the airport terminal, uh, but I particularly enjoyed Stockholm for the two hours I was there. <laughs> <laughs> That's no way to visit Stockholm. That's an insult to Stockholm, if anything. Okay, I'll make a proper journey but one day. Anyway, you are in New York for the yes. foreseeable future for, for what, hang on, for 16 days? Yeah. 16 days? 16 days, and it's my 16th US Open. What, oh, are, what are the 16s do we know? That's be- it's my fourth. But do we count fan visits? Because I came twice as a fan with my dad. Right, we're up to six then for you. Six, okay, we'll cool. count those, will we? Fine. Uh, anyway, you find us in, I mean, talk about in the heart of things, we are on Fifth Avenue. We are uh, in, in a hotel lobby on Fifth Avenue. Um, and yeah, we're... we're enjoying life aren't we David yeah. We're, we're, yeah we're checking our privilege this is a job is it and by the way there's tennis happening yes. <laughs> I haven't mentioned tennis yet. yeah yes tennis will be happening well tennis has been happening qualifiers have been happening practice has been happening kids day has been happening today I'm going to go on my usual kids day rant about how wonderful and positive a thing it is once again today I've spent the whole day seeing kids with faces of gleaming joy walking away from tennis courts thinking tennis is the best thing in the world well done us open well done us open well done all three slams that have a kids day and listen up wimbledon because it's a it's an open goal for tennis Mm. it's an open it's just a it's a wonderful thing come on wimbledon i mean i wasn't even inside the arthur stadium for kids day because obviously fundamentally i find kids quite annoying but You've never told me that I mean, before. en masse. You're you know, really like nice to my kids. 20, yours are very cute. They'll be gutted. Kids I know. <laughs> I'm not into, like, kids I don't know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Anonymous kids en masse. There is a massive <laughs> hole that you have just sort of sunk into no, that I can see there. Hang on. I mean, as a parent, David, would you enjoy 20,000 children en masse? 
Well, yeah, because I'd just join in, you know. I could, I could <laughs> happily true. join in Dave, Kids Day. I mean, David. It's also been Media Day yesterday, wasn't Media it? Media Day yesterday, it spilled over in today a little bit. So what was we that sort like? Because it was all different, Brits. wasn't it? Because normally there's a big interview room that we all congregate in and there's a, there's a player garden that we've spoken to you all before from and the, all the TV interviews happen there. We won't be speaking to you from it this year because Media are banned from it, David. Oh, why is yeah, that? I don't know. I don't. Is that something I don't you've know done? if somebody you know disgraced us. Oh and, dear. Uh, yeah. Right. Me- well, media no longer so allowed. media day happened inside the brand new stadium, didn't the it? New Louis Armstrong Arena. Yeah. Um, and we it was pitched as being Super Bowl style in inverted right. commas, which to a group full of media who almost to a man and woman had never attended a Super Bowl media day <laughs> was uh, not a particularly clear message. Lots um, of Brits were we, we were all Googling uh, Super Bowl media day <laughs> to figure out what on earth we were in for. Um, and look, I don't want to... I, I'm wary of being overly negative about the experience because... It is a very difficult thing to get right, Media Day. It's a very difficult thing to please all parties. Greg Wazowski has just stepped alongside us. Hello, Greg. Hi, how are you? How you doing? I'm all right. Good. I'm, I'm trying to find iCloud accounts. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, because Greg Wazowski has just made an impromptu visit past the Amazon Prime video team. That's the exciting life that Greg leads. Yes, yeah, starting out kids stuff. You know, that's the way life goes. Well, yeah, we've just got- been talking about kids, Greg. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. About 20,000 screaming kids en masse, which is what was happening. Do you like Kids Day, Greg? I love Kids Day. I think it's absolutely fabulous. And the other thing which I liked is I was lucky to be on Louis Armstrong court, and they were all waiting for a certain Roger Federer to come on, but he didn't come up, but they still stayed and watched Ostapenko practice. And They were I waiting just, for you, Greg. Well, I think maybe their parents might have been. Maybe <laughs> not the youngsters that came today, but I think it's fantastic to see so many kids come onto the, uh, onto the courts, onto the site, get to come in for free, and I think it promotes the game well. Who's going to win the U.S. Open, Greg, men and women? Djokovic women I don't know you'll find out on Monday on, on Amazon on Prime Video UK at Amazon he's well uh, trained isn't he early prediction he's for well Novak Djokovic for the title from Greg Rosensky it's hard to go against it isn't it wow it's pretty cool eh? fence-sitting, that fence sitting has been noted Greg by the way come on he just went straight in with, with Djokovic yeah, no, but the women's the women's you, you tell me the women's he's saving I d- it up I, I've, yeah I need to look at the yeah, draw the <laughs> Halep there you go Halep Oh, yeah, just go Done. Howard. Yeah. He, he, all Burton's has put indecision in Greg's <laughs> mind. Well, I'm going I'm to go for Kvitova. What? Again. After she let me down She so laughed awfully. in our faces at Wimbledon. Yes. Well, I believe. I'm a Kvitova believer. I, I see some logic in what you've done there because there's a part of me that thinks Muguruza's going to win this because Don't she's be done... Silly. Ab- yeah, but... When she won Wimbledon last year, her previous match she had lost love and won to Barbora Stritzer in Eastbourne. Yeah, she, you know, she she does what you don't expect, and everyone knows she's good enough to win the U.S. Open, but no one's expecting her to because she's shown no form, mm. and yet that seems to be when she surprises us all and does her That's best tr- well, stuff. It's true. It's so, true. And Me- same with Kvitova. Really, yes. she's shown slightly more form than Muguruza, but. You know, still nothing to speak of. Nothing compared to pre-Wimbledon when everyone was bigging her up. When when the man at the uh, immigration today uh, heard that I was here for the BBC and I was about to cover the US Open... Oh, you dropped the BBC bomb, did you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was there to to, to cover the US Open. He he goes, oh, right, who's going to (laughs) win? And I thought... You know what they're doing there, don't you? They're they're trained to lull you into chatty conversation to Are see they? yeah because that's when you if somebody's sort of sweating or nervous and unable to engage in small talk that well means I was that definitely that because shifting. I hadn't really thought it through <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think, oh right have you been blacklisted who did I I said Nadal I said Nadal and I said I actually said Sloane Stephens but then I then I was walking away afterwards and I was thinking. Who actually defends U.S. Open crowns apart from Pat Rafter, who beat Greg Rosetsky, who's who still was, trying to work out the computer to our right? Who was the last uh, woman to defend a Grand Slam title? I'm sure it was Serena, um, but I just can't think when it was. Was it Kim Clijsters? Didn't she win it two years in a row? No, a, a or a Grand Slam, any Grand Slam. Who's the last woman to defend a slam? Oh crikey! Great, put put us on the spot. <laughs> I'm putting myself know. on the spot as well. It must have been Serena. Serena Williams, great. Different winners in a 
Greg's now got someone to help him with the computer <laughs> so he can engage in our conversation again. Oh, well. That's all right, Greg. As long as the brain's working Monday, Greg. Yeah. Um, Greg's off again. <laughs> right. Greg is, goodness, dis- Greg is disappointed that the uh, business centre of this hotel is next door to the area we've chosen to record the <laughs> podcast. I'll teach um, you. Yeah, hang on. We will double-check this stat, or, or rather, I think Grad Matt will double-check this stat. Yes. Um, I, t- I, I know. Well, it well, must be Serena. Yes, it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there we are. Uh, at Tennis Sorry. Podcast, if you can tell us... Look, right I've got up. jet lag. I've got excuses. <laughs> Catherine Whitaker, on the other hand, has none at all. We're sure it was Serena. We just but anyway, don't know I, I did walk away from that, that very impromptu, quick-fire prediction, thinking, I think Sloane Stevens is almost in many ways the best player in the world right now i mean the the way she she can just do anything she can do anything she is my favorite player she's to either going to win it or lose the first round uh, and I, I didn't see all of that uh, I, I don't think i saw very much at all because i was sunning myself in croatia of that match she played against Hallett he the other is week. tanned update he is mm-hmm. tanned yeah it's a, well you, not really relatively it's all yeah. Relative, um, yeah but at the same time the way she checks in and out, I, we, we've talked about that before, but it's, it's the bigger point is coming back and doing it again. It is so rare. 2009 and 2010, Kim Kleisters won the US Open back-to-back years. Is that the last time here or the last time at any slam? Well, I don't, well here, the year after it was Sam Stosa. Um, I don't know whether Serena won it in... Well, no, was, that, that was certainly the right last time here, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think it must be. So, there you go. Uh, so, this media day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Greg's ruined our whole podcast How do we agenda. get here? So, so, first of all, what do you think of the new stadium? I, from the inside, I love the stadium. It's great. It definitely, they've followed the architectural pattern of Arthur Ashe in that it, it has a sort of indoor but outdoor like it has a sort of gap around the top I'm describing that very poorly but um the you know it from the inside lovely from the outside it's it's not an architectural beauty <laughs> um but that's fine you know the US Open it's you know the US Open isn't about you know tradition and and beautiful architectural lines in the way that uh, Wimbledon is. It's about modernity and innovation and, and things being a bit brash and the stadium does look a bit brash from the outside but that's very fitting in many ways so I, I think, I I think heard, the atmosphere inside it's going to be very good. I heard that they don't need air conditioning in this particular stadium because they've got these sort of open doors that allow proper ventilation. I mean, I struggle to believe that anywhere in New York doesn't require air conditioning <laughs> in August. But uh, I'll, I'll believe them until proven wrong. Yes, all right. Fine. Uh, but yeah, it was really good. It was, um, it, to go back to what I was saying about Media Day, I'm loath to be, to just jump in on the harsh criticism, which they have been getting, particularly from members of the print media. And particularly from the British. Well, yeah. actually, not just well, the no, Brits. no, I... There were others as well. I think they just happened. Yeah. There were a lot of Brits there because I wonder what the American media thought of it that were here, if there were any. There weren't many happy faces. Right, there really. weren't many happy faces. Yeah, and look, why journalists is that? do like to complain? What's the problem? <laughs> um, it was uh, certainly so. The press conference portion of it was just. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you hold a press conference in a purpose-built press conference room if well, you've they, got one? They wanted to launch this court, I think, with this sort of big thing. And the, the, I think the idea was to have Roger Federer sitting up on a platform. Yeah, and, and, they, and to they have had, crowd in. And they had tried to have crowd in. There but there was wasn't supposed a crowd. To be, they were supposed to be letting them listen to it on headphones. Yeah, but there were about 20 people. Uh, I mean, that's a slight exaggeration. 100 people, maybe, it, it in this really cavernous work. court. Um and the acoustics didn't really work for the audio going over. The acoustics didn't work for anyone. It didn't work for the crowd. It didn't work for the journalists. It certainly didn't work for us as TV broadcasters who didn't want the sound <laughs> of a press conference in the background of our uh, TV interview. And, and uh, yeah, it just... Cut. I see where they were coming from. I really do. I'm not just trying to be boringly political and even-handed about it. I, I respect their efforts to try and do something a bit different and, you know, make it really New York. I see why... They, having looked at the YouTube videos, I see why they've gone, yeah, that's great, but it didn't work. 
Yeah, it, and it, it did not work, and they either if they try it again next year, they need to make sweeping changes. Annabelle Croft is arrived. Who'd on the have scene. thought it? Anybody had thought we just arranged <laughs> all this? Have a kiss. Mwah. I only saw you? Annabelle this Who'd morning. Have thought <laughs> it? Here's Annabelle, <laughs> just greeting me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Delighted to see <laughs> you, Annabelle. <laughs> Who's going to win the US Open, Annabelle? Men's and women's. We've been discussing that. I am actually going for Novak Djokovic. Same as Greg. Uh, it's, it's hard not to go with him. I was picking Nadal up until I saw Novak sort of take apart Roger Federer the other day. So I, Roger Federer wasn't very good, though. Well, he was nervous, actually. He was very, very nervous playing him. I've just noticed how beautiful your makeup looks. I've got false Me? eyelashes oh. on. Oh, Catherine. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah. <laughs> no, really stunning. No, I'm Taking sorry to interrupt there, but I just noticed. Really the show. Stunning. We're going to invite Annabelle back, aren't we? It's awesome, we've isn't been, it? We've been trying to get Annabelle on the podcast for six yeah, years. I know. I've been on with David. She's been you on. Weren't there. She was complimenting me I've when I was on. I've been trying to get her on for six years. So going back to who's going to win, and the women's is really, really difficult to predict. But I was. Greg sat on the fence. Did he? Well, Something excites me about Sabalenka. <gasps> me too. Really Who has just excited. won in Connecticut. I know, she's just won. and that I just She could be knackered though. Well, she could be. And also, because now people are starting to talk about her, there's going to be a little bit more pressure on her. But I... I'm not I sure think... she understands pressure. I don't think she does. She just sees the ball and just hits it. And she plays with such freedom. And she's just got a great physique. She's got an exciting game. Something is really, really exciting about Sabalenka her. could play Kvitova in round three. Ooh. And can I just tell you that David moments ago has predicted that Kvitova would win the US Open. Really? Annabelle yeah. looks confused. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to go with Kvitova, I don't think. Annabelle's not, not looking at me like she looked at I've, you when she told you how nice your makeup was. I've gone for Hallett. Yeah, well, Safe I was, option, I was going with Hallett, but then I think she was quite moody last week, and I'm a little bit concerned about the mood swings again. I think she was just tired, though. A bit tired and crotchety, and just, I think the biggest problem with her is that that negativity kind of, like, really brings her down, and she won't have the ability to bring Darren Cahill onto court, which she has been lately. Do, do you think I she's over-reliant on that? Well, not necessarily, because I think when she won at the French, you know, she... Um, you know, she didn't have to bring him on, but she did have to fight for it. And I think she, that's what she was so proud of, that she actually did fight through some difficult moments. But um, I think she's the obvious one to pick. But I don't know. There's been a little bit of negativity there. And I, I've sat courtside at the US Open watching her go through some pretty big meltdowns, actually. And uh, anyway, it's going to be interesting to see how she copes coming back here. Obviously, didn't have a great Wimbledon, but coming back to the US Open. And, you know, she says she wants to play with freedom. And the fact that she's, you know, she's been number one, she's won a slam, she can get the shackles off and let's see if she can play her best tennis. Anyway. I interrupted both of you because I was walking past to go and put my party dress on. Go on. Before I was. Hopefully, we'll still be on air when Annabelle re-emerges in said party dress. Looks amazing, David. I really don't know too much about these things, but no, it really does. Tune in Monday, three thirty p.m. to see see the work of lovely Betsy, who's our makeup artist. Betsy, please. I think I need a bit of Betsy work. Yeah, Annabelle (laughs) Croft, part of the team. Part of the team, fundamental part of the yeah, team. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. It's going to yeah, be awesome. I, I need Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> Go and put your glad rags on, Annabelle. We'll see you in a bit. You it's like stars in their eyes, isn't it? Can you introduce? We sent her off through the doors. Can you introduce me to Betsy? <laughs> I tell you what, uh, jet lag David Law needs a bit of Betsy. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. How far away are we from our uh, agenda, David? Uh. <laughs> Poor old student Matt. He, he painstaking research to come up with what we're going to talk about. And it's all been thrown in the trash. I love the Sabalenka prediction. Yeah. I don't... I think she, she's too much of a live wire for me to actually put my prediction on her. It's but total, she absolutely could. Now that Annabelle's gone, I can say this. That is total recency bias. <laughs> <laughs> no, Whereas Kvitova I mean, is the opposite of recency bias, yeah, based absolutely on no, nothing look, that's happened recently. The, the fact is, Sabalenka, watching that woman play tennis, is slightly frightening. Everybody yep. I know keeps talking about how they want to see her play against Yelena Ostapenko because of just oh. what it would be like. Well, it could be horrible, couldn't yeah, it? It could, could be. be just, well, actually, you know, I tell you, back fence. Sabalenka Collins' first round is going to be a oh, very like noisy that. affair. That I is like Danielle first Collins. Well, I, I do too, but she is another one. She 
will just get in somebody's face. Yeah. And Sabalenka, she does not care about anybody's reputation yeah. in the slightest. Can you imagine how much Serena would hate playing her or Sharapova? You know, somebody that just that doesn't take any prisoners on the court or doesn't, you know doesn't feel the impact of locker room aura. Somebody was telling me the other day, or I think I read on Twitter, that she hit Madison Keys off a tennis court. She did. Court. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, she made Madison Keys look underpowered. Wow. Which, yeah, it's frightening. I mean, obviously it has the potential to go horribly wrong, but if she's in a in a groove, and I, I believe that the conditions in Winston-Salem, uh, in Connecticut, sorry, are very, very similar to, to hear so if she's got in a groove in the conditions and on the court and you know with with those firepower players that have to redline it to mm. win it's all about timing isn't it if your timing's a fraction off then it's horrible but if she's found that groove on her timing then goodness me yeah yeah it could be fascinating what did you make of people that you spoke to who, who had anything interesting to say because I mean you spoke to everybody you spoke to Andy Murray you spoke to Roger Federer um, Andy Murray what sort of state of mind did you find him in do you think this time I mean it was it's exactly a year ago when I stepped off a plane into a taxi and got out of my taxi to get a text from you saying Andy Murray's pulled out <laughs> to the aside and I, I did think should I just go back <laughs> but, uh, but, but what did you think of his state of mind this time Really relaxed. Um, nothing different from what I've come to expect from Andy Murray, which is very, very forthcoming and nothing defensive about him at all. You know, in his position where sort of everybody is wanting him to do something that he perhaps doesn't feel ready for, you know, the come all the way back, as Mary Carrillo would put it. Um, you, you could forgive him for being sort of a little defensive and wanting to limit expectations. And he's not defensive at all. He's He's relaxed and forthright and um, I asked him whether he's finding it difficult to to achieve that readjustment of expectations in himself for years he was grieved to be disappointed with anything less than winning a slam and now he's you know as much as logic is telling his brain I need to be happy with a lot less than that how can you actually reprogram your, your mm. yourself to to in in that way? Well, that's definitely. And he, he been said, it, he, "Yeah, he said that has been really tough." That, and that definitely has come through in the matches he's played. That you you might as well ignore all that stuff that he's said in, ter in, in terms of its face value because once he gets out on the court, he's a competitive beast. What I would say is, I, I get the feeling that. He's not there yet. I mean, I think if he could get through to that third round meeting with Del Potro, I think we can all feel quite pleased with that. If he gets that big moment, yeah. you know, of getting... I mean, look, he's going to get uh, big stages, whatever, because he's a past champion. He's starting on Monday. Um, his second match on uh, Louis Armstrong court um, for that first match, which incidentally will be very well-placed time zone-wise for UK audiences. That should be on about 6.30, 7 o'clock in the evening, which is... James Duckworth. James Duckworth. is a, You know, it's, it's a decent draw. So if you can just win through a couple of rounds and get to that projected Del Potro meeting round three, I think we should all well, feel very happy will? with that. Lopez or Vadaska uh, in the second I think, round? I think he'll win through the first one. I think he'll put us through it. I don't think it's going to... I think it'll be four or five sets first round. I think... I think he would beat Lopez. I think Vadasco would be too much Agreed. for Agreed. I feel the same. Um, he'd, but, be, he'd grind him down. But just to finish off my point, I think the difference between now and the last time I properly chatted to him before Queen's is I think he knows now that he has it in him to come back to, to somewhere close to where he wants to be. There's obviously still an unknown to, to a degree. But he feels more confident that it's possible now if 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 not probable or definite or anything like that he feels confident that it's possible and i think in queens he didn't know that it was necessarily possible that he'd ever win matches again really yes. looking yeah, back yeah. um so i think it's the it's that the possibility and it's hope isn't it mm. and it can be the hope that kills as you know that's the same at least but, there is hope now though exactly because for a while i mean he must have wondered whether he was going to play the US Open again. I mean, let's let's get this straight. He has not played 
in any of the last, what is it, five Grand Slams? Yeah, it's been now? over a year. Wimbledon last year, yeah. when he was basically doing it with one hit. So if he gets out on the court and plays competitively, and, and, and particularly if he beats James Duckworth, and oh, I think he will as well. I think we're going to see him beat James Duckworth in an emotional roller coaster of a match <laughs> that is going to leave us all in tears. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Great um, stuff. Yeah, and in, in some ways, as you know, it's not as great a joy as, as a Brit um, as watching Andy Murray win Grand Slams, but you know, it, 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 there is something a bit pedestrian in those opening rounds about having a, 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 grand, a Grand Slam champion, a world number one. You just come to take it all for granted those early victories. You don't necessarily tune in because you think Murray against Duckworth that will be over in an hour and a half. Whereas I think. Murray against Duckworth is going to be an amazing watch. Well, just it is just nice to have the bloke back in a draw, isn't it? Yeah. And we've seen it with Stan Wawrinka, we've seen it with Djokovic, the way they've managed to build their way back up. Obviously, Djokovic right to the very top. But Wawrinka is starting to look like Stan Wawrinka. Yeah, Dimitrov first round. I think he's winning that and I what? think he's going on a little run. What's that draw? He's got Grigor Dimitrov round one. Have you not seen it? Again? He's the opening Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been on a plane? Is that David? some sort of a joke? No. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Midday. I need to read my student ma- agenda a bit more closely. Monday. Oh yeah. Uh, which is one? No, hang on. I'm trying to do some maths. Which is four? Which is five p.m. UK time? Yes. Arthur Ashe Stadium will have Dimitrov. Wow. Against Vavrinka. Now I don't know. That? I don't know exactly which channel that'll be on on Prime Video but it will be on what we might be showing Kyle Edmund uh, his match against Jordan Thompson is on at the same time going on, yeah we've they? got four Brits playing on Monday plus Vavrinka Dimitrov plus Venus Williams against Svetlana Kuznetsova plus Serena Williams plus Nadal versus Ferrer crikey yeah busy yeah so it's going to be awesome what a I, Monday I mean I, I, yeah I'm speechless really who's going to win Vavrinka or Dimitrov Vavrinka. I'm going Vavrinka Dimitrov's in no kind of form at all. He did win two really close matches, didn't he, in Cincinnati? And, and then, then he lost heavily, heavily to Kevin Anderson, wasn't it? Vavrinka, oh. he's going to get the crowd behind him. Yeah, I agree with you. I he's think go- he's going to be an occasion. Vavrinka rises better to an occasion. Yes, yes. He, w- he will win, I agree. So that's happening. Can you attempt to get us back to somewhere close to the agenda, um, <laughs> Yeah, you... you sp- I, don't, I forget the agenda. Um, anybody else of, of great note impress you, disappoint you? Who you Federer to? said that uh, US Open has always been the target for him this year. It's been 10 years since he won a US Open, David. Is it? He won five of them in a row, and the last one was wow. 2008. And he said, for that re- he said last year Wimbledon was the target, this year US Open wow, is the target. Wow, that's interesting. When he played Murray, of course, in yeah. Murray's first Grand Slam final, so, the grapple in the apple year. It, which perhaps explains, you know, what Annabelle was saying about the, not that, you know, we're silly enough to think that Federer doesn't experience nerves, probably on quite a regular basis, but what Annabelle was saying about the, the obvious nerves he seemed to be experiencing in that Cincinnati final, you know, week before a slam, a final against you know one of your two biggest rivals for that title is a massive massive deal that mm. you know all of that was probably going through his head and as well, it he... as it goes the draw has thrown uh, up the possibility of a Federer Djokovic match in the quarter finals. he's got a horrible draw Kyrgios round three although I question potentially whether Kyrgios's body will get him there Nadal's got a great draw great draw Ferrer in the first round Pospisil round two Hatchinov round three yeah, Edmund it's... round four and look obviously these may not I happen I think it would be a quarter with Kevin Anderson which yeah. Anderson I, team or Shapovalov perhaps in the quarters um but you know I can't see any of those players stopping agreed Nadal I really can't um and then pro- I think it's looking like Zverev in the quarterfinals. Uh, Although obviously predicting Zverev hold on. into the quarterfinals. No, he- Del Potro. Oh, sorry. Del Zverev's in that, in that half quarter. somewhere. No, Zverev he's, was an no, interesting he's in one that I spoke half. to because obviously he's now working with Lendl. I'm sure yes. that was the, on the agenda somewhere. It, it is. Just a minute though, just to say Zverev is in the third quarter actually. Oh, um, So not to worry. Uh, he So Zverev against... Chilich is a possible possible quarterfinal, and uh, 
And it is... Pilic has got a good draw, I think. Nadal against Del Potro is, is a, He's a had Del potential number, semi-final. Yeah. Um, Zverev was an interesting one that I spoke to yesterday. Very forthcoming about the teaming up with Lendl. I asked him about you know the similarities in his position now to Murray's position when he brought Lendl on board and... There was a humbleness to his answer, which we've not, that's not a word we necessarily have associated with Zverev. He said, I see what you're saying, but I'm a world away from where Murray was when he brought Lendl on board. He said, you know, Murray had reached, what was it, four Grand Slam finals Mm. um, at that stage, and uh, Zverev's nowhere near to that. And yet, I still feel the challenge is so similar. Yeah, absolutely. But 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 he could have said that, and he didn't. He took the humble path, which I found interesting because he over the last couple of years hasn't necessarily taken the humble mm. path and he was very um you know uh, amenable you know and friendly and um i asked him about whether he had any surprises for us on the outfit front given what he wore here last year um and there was a little I-, I could be projecting here but there was a little look in his like he said no no i like my outfit this year it's great but it's nothing jazzy. That was and there was, I don't know, there was a little look in his eye that said, I, I know last, that was a bit of a mistake last year. That didn't do him any favours last didn't. year. That added attention. That's sort of, you know, I've arrived before yeah. I've arrived outfit, really. Um, yeah, and to, you know, Adidas, to a certain extent, are responsible for that as well. Oh, yeah. no, um, I, 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 but I, I don't blame Zverev really for it in that regard and I kind of get where they're coming from but it's we're so and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this we're so quick we so want to anoint these people as the star of today when they've not necessarily done it anything yet and he he's building but I, I also think you will see more humility from him in the company or in and in the association with Lendl than you will have done before because yeah, frankly, who are you, mate? Yeah, what and have you certainly ever done? in the company of Lendl. Even Lendl has done it all. Yeah. So, you know, just zip it and listen, <laughs> because that's what Andy Murray did, and look what it did for him. Um, and that's that's what you will see. I, I, I've really had my doubts about Zverev at times over the last couple of years, and even recently, but this disappointment will be the difference maker. Yeah, it's. A, it, I mean, it's. It's almost felt inevitable for for a long time, hasn't it? And and I got the sense from him, it felt inevitable as well. He was like, we've had a relationship for a long time. We've had the odd hitting session, and it was just a question of when he was going to pull the trigger and actually do it. And I'm sure there were you know financials involved in all of that as well. I'm sure Lendl don't come cheap. But uh, lots of people are talking about this. This has been the Twitter talking point vicky spreadbury at tennis podcast said zverev's attitude is still an issue still acts entitled to success well maybe Catherine has just uh, put your mind at rest a little bit there vicky uh dima says a uh, good move lendl seems to know how to rein in talent and temperament to good effect which is just what he needs uh and rich says a better mental state and a net game would be pretty much complete the puzzle I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Lendl's Lendl big on the that. net game. It, to me, it's the big match temperament is what he will bring, and he'll help him navigate those early rounds because he gets himself embroiled too often, which is what he got Murray out of doing. He got Murray to just dominate people. Zverev just faffs about with people for too long. He yeah. doesn't impose himself Cut enough. The faffing. Pole vault, uh, according oh. to Matt, uh, who, who's who has run this pole vault without any. Uh, pushing from me, except I did suggest it, uh, <laughs> is uh, will Zverev become a Grand Slam champion by the end of 2019 now that Lendl is on his team? Yeah, uh, that's five slams away. Well, what do you think? Yes. By the end of 2019? Yes. Okay, well, 43% say yes. 47% say no. And 10% say he would have done it anyway without Lendl. But, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, we'll never know. You're delighted to have me back, aren't yeah. you? Charlie Eccleshare is available, <laughs> I'm sure, for tomorrow. Yeah, get uh, him on a plane. <laughs> um, Charlie, by the way, great job, mate. <laughs> Thanks for letting me have two weeks off. Um, right then, 
We were talking about Federer's horrendous draw. Listen yeah. to this. This is what it could be. Nishioka, first round. Benoit Paire, second round. Nick Kyrgios, third round. Eight of their nine sets have gone to tie breaks. Um, uh, Fabio Fanini, round four. Novak Djokovic, quarterfinals. Now, obviously, we know that that draw could fall apart. He, he brought up his uh, horrendous draw when I spoke to him I didn't ask him about the draw and he said obviously I've got you know weaved into one of his sort of 90 second long answers he meant through you know, and it was funny um, a lot of the press conferences uh, or I mean there weren't really press conferences they were sort of, it felt like you know those clips you see of the New York Stock Exchange back in the 80s when people were saying bada 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 you know it felt like that <laughs> it felt like a sort of meat market for tennis media uh, but anyway a lot there were, it was interesting that a lot of the players were being asked the pre-question prior to the draw question have you looked at your draw and a lot of them were saying uh, no only the first round so don't ask me beyond that mm. and I'm always reluctant to ask about a draw because I think it's completely uh, up to the player whether they want to look at their draw and I don't want to be the one that sets their whole uh, universe oh, you out of you got in the fourth round. yeah exactly <laughs> so but he brought it up so he's looked at it he's he's aware of how horrible it is I, I, I didn't get the impression he was especially troubled by that do you, you know, know the, uh, the only one of those having listed them all the only one I actually think could beat him of all that like before Djokovic is Kyrgios agreed of course he can I don't think his body will allow him to Kyrgios can beat anyone. That's not news. Mm, but maybe only over the best of three as well. That's the other thing. You don't think Kyrgios is capable, body allowing, to beat anybody over best well, of five? Yes, some people, but Roger Federer, no. Right, well, the, the other moment. question was anybody. What do you mean not at the moment? You mean not at the moment because well, his body's... I mean, of course he can beat anybody because he's beaten loads of people yeah, over best of five right. before. We're, we're in agreement then. Right, right. He's not going to, though. I think it, we're going to see Federer Djokovic quarterfinal. When I say anybody, I mean somebody. <laughs> right. He's jet-lagged, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Uh, so, what else have I got to tell you about? Um, she, she, Novak Djokovic's draw, very quickly. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, he's getting to that quarterfinal. Yeah, he should be all right, I would have thought. Um, I'm just going to tell you who he's got. Fukcevic, uh, Trojki or Sangren, second round. Gasquet or Mayer, round three. I mean, this is a nice draw, Mayer, isn't it? I think. Maya, no Maya. No, it's Leo. Leo isn't it? Maya, yeah. It's Leo. It's Leo Maya. Is Florian it Maya or Maya? Maya? It's Leo no, Maya. No, you got it the wrong way around. Yeah, it's definitely Florian Maya and Leonardo Maya. Yeah, it, now you've said Florian Maya, that does sound right. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Whoops. Round four, Luca Pui, uh, Karina Buster. I mean, this is the draw from heaven, yeah. and then Roger <laughs> Federer turns up. Uh, in the quarterfinals, but again, all of this this draw could just fall apart. Uh, we, we, Which we, it kind of did last year, didn't it? Yeah, to it, an extent. I mean, it does most of the time. So <laughs> what do we even bother doing this? Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's it's all to come, uh, and uh, it's it's all fantastic. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. 
Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. In the women's draw, um, Simona Halep is the top seed and she could play the winner of Serena and Venus in the fourth round. Yeah, so Serena and Venus are projected to meet in the third round and I can't be more, I annoyingly can't be more specific about this prediction but I just have a feeling that's not going to happen. One of them isn't getting there. Yeah, well Serena has got Magda Lynette first round, then Karina Witoft second round. I'd be surprised if either of them beat I think maybe Kiznetsova will beat Venus. Hmm. Former champ. I mean, they're both former champions, but yes, well, that's that's true. Because Netsva won a tournament recently, didn't she? Yeah, and because Netsva Venus, that's the second match on Monday on Arthur Ashe Stadium. I mean, obviously Venus will have the crowd behind her, but that doesn't bother Svetlana Kuznetsova one bit. Um, very pleased, incidentally, that she got a wild card into this tournament. I, I would like to think that that was never in doubt. Yes. Um, but that is absolutely 100% the right decision. Um, just hang on, we've moved on to women's, which is great. But <laughs> just quickly, you know who Denis Shapovalov's got in round one? Felix. Felix auger I'm glad you said his full name. His bromance partner. Yeah. Who qualified um, for the main draw. Uh, and so he could have been drawn. So they always do a mini, mini draw for the qualifiers yes. um, after qualifiers completed. And so he could have fallen in any one of eight places. Who's winning that? Well, Denis Shapovalov, whisper it quietly, has had a pretty terrible year. Take Madrid out of the equation. Great week in Madrid, semi finals. I, I think terrible year is over egging it. He Tell me what to, else he's done. He's, didn't he get to about third round of the Australian? He's he's reached a few, he reached third or fourth round in Miami, I think. You know, he's done he's done okay. He's done okay, and he ha- yeah, he's done all right. But he's, okay. I would say I would say he's been disappointing. Yeah, from, okay. From from the clay onwards, he's been disappointing. Very disappointing because yeah. you would you would have expected a much better return on the grass you would have expected a better return so far on hard courts yeah so and look that that that's fine not entirely unpredictable in the you know second season slump whatever it's it it was an incredible rise it's an it's a lot to cope with um and you know it doesn't shake my confidence in him overall but i i think we probably do need to face up to the fact that it yeah has, hasn't quite happened yet for him who are you going for Shapovalov or Auger Aliassime? Maybe Auger Aliassime? Don't know. Come through qualifying in a groove. I think I would probably go for Dennis. Yeah, I know. As I said that, I thought, "Mm." but yeah, let's keep Mia. Can't believe you've given up on Dennis already. I'm not giving up. Catherine. She was all over Dennis. He's totally going to be a Grand Slam champion. It's just not going to happen for, you know. A little while, maybe. He's not going to be another Grigor, is he? <laughs> oh, don't. Well, we we do. love Grigor, yeah. by the way. We love Grigor, but we do think he's losing <laughs> first round. He's losing. On, like, first, first match of the day. Yeah. Heather Watson qualified and, uh, and, and beat Katie Swan. That's the first time she, she's got match wins here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not great, that stat, is it? But she's very aware of it. I spoke to her yesterday. She said that that has become a bit of a self-fulfilling thing. She's let the fact that her she's let the fact of the gap between her expectations here after winning the junior title 10 years ago her expectations relative to her achievements over the years which is never having won a main draw match she's let that get in her head and it's become a sort of self-fulfilling thing um and maybe the fact that she's you know self-aware enough to realize that will cause a bit of a shift qualifiers do tend to be dangerous However, she's got Katarina Makarova round one. so It's a rough draw. It's a rough draw. It is, but I think she benefits Watson from having had to qualify. Absolutely, without question. 
without question. So well done to Heather Watson for qualifying. And, and, and actually, much needed because really the British players didn't do very well in qualifying this time. No. I mean, there was, there was some um, mitigating circumstances in that Swan played against Watson um, and Swan did well to get to the final round. Naomi Brody played against Katie Bolter. Brody won that but didn't go all the way. Um, but Gabby Taylor didn't get through. Jay Clark played against Liam, Liam Brody. Brody so that Brody was again tricky. Short, yeah. So, you know, but overall, I'm a bit surprised that only one player got through. Me really. too. Me too. Um, so yeah, a bit of a shame. Johanna Conto's got Caroline Garcia first round. Yeah, that's I mean, obviously that's draw. a horrible draw. She's the world number five. But I, I was speaking to a French journalist, and he seemed more worried about it than the Brits did. He said, "You know, that's a, he. He thought that was a rougher draw than Garcia than I thought it was for Conta, um, because the French worry about the the brittleness of uh, of Caroline Garcia and." And maybe that's exactly what Joe Conta needs, a match first round that she's not expected to win. It's the absolute opposite of playing Alexandra Krunic here last year, yes. round one, someone that she was absolutely expected to beat. So Conta's not been very well, has she? She pulled out last week with an illness. With a viral kind. illness. And there was an ever so slight hint of sort of residual sore throat when I spoke to her today. But she's going to be fine. I'm she seems go fine. I'm going to go for to win. I think... I feel so too she's not going to win the tournament but I do think she'll cause the upset um, on Tuesday that's going to be Grandstand Court on Tuesday so I'll just run through the order of play very quickly um, uh, to remind you on Monday starts at 12 local times that's 5pm UK uh, time with Stan Wawrinka against Grigor Dimitrov then Svetlana Kuznetsova against Venus Williams in the evening session at 7 it is Serena Williams against Magda Lynette followed by Rafael Nadal against David Ferrer Uh, over on Louis Armstrong Arena, the new stadium, it is Simona Halep against Kaya Kanepi, Andy Murray against James Duckworth. God, there's so much going on. Uh, Sloan Stevens against Evgeny Rodina. Evgeny Rodina. Evgeny Rodina, yeah. Uh, And then in the evening session, Azarenka against Kuzmova and Del Potro against Young. So there you have it. And and Shapovalov against Ozha Aliasim is the last match... Uh, not before 5pm local time on Grandstand Court. What a great court that yeah, be. Yeah, it is so perfect, isn't it? And the not before time as well, so you sort of guarantee... I mean, I know it's not great for a bit, it's 10pm. Um, but, you know, one way or another, if you're a committed tennis fan, you will stay up yes. and watch that. And first match up, as you said, Kyle Edmund against Paolo Lorenzi. Yeah, um, and there's Cam Norrie on Monday as well. He takes on Jordan Thompson. Third on on court 13, same court as Edmund. Third on on court 13. So Monday, it's I th- it will be Kyle Edmund against uh, James Duckworth. No, mm. yes. No, Kyle Edmund against Paolo Lorenzi. Yes. Uh, first up from 4pm. And then Murray is the next Brit in action. He's second on, so what, approximately 6, 7pm. Uh, he takes on James Duckworth. And then roughly it'll be Cameron Norrie uh, taking on Jordan Thompson. At around about a similar time, Heather Watson will be taking on Ekaterina Makarova. Um, and then I think that's it for Brits on Monday. But then there's also for Vrinka Dimitrov and Kuznetsova, Venus and Wozniacki against Stosa, uh, former champion, first up on our yeah, stadium. Yeah, I asked Wozniacki about, you know, playing a former champion round one. She didn't seem too troubled by it. No. Uh, then it's Djokovic against Fucevic. Uh Then in the evening session, it is Roger Federer against Nishioka. Uh, is Roger Federer is playing night session, you say? Yeah, amazingly so. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, you might see that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Madison Keys against pa- Pauline Parmentier. Louis Armstrong court is Petkovic Ostapenko. Then Kerber against Gasparian, who's not she played very much Kerber recently. Kerber seemed really relaxed, by the way. Was, was, I was... It definitely seemed like... It, she hadn't reverted to yes. Kerber of last year mm. after winning Wimbledon. No, I could agree. I could believe that. Alexander Zverev is after that. Third on in the afternoon. Then in the evening session, it's Nick Kyrgios against uh, Albot. Uh, and then it is Sharapova against Patty Schneider. Patty and then it's, Schneider. Yeah. Who must be about 50. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean really. A, <laughs> how did she come through qualifying? It's amazing. I mean, how did she even get into qualifying? <laughs> she must have had a heck of a run in the the lower yeah, runs. We'll, well, we will we'll do. Her. Yeah, we'll do some. Um, we'll, we'll do some research for Patty. Yeah. I mean, that is. I, I, I had to double check that it actually wasn't Patty. I googled to check there wasn't Patty Schnee's daughter that she had named after herself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then third on grandstand on Tuesday is Joe Contra against Caroline Garcia. So that will probably be. Ooh. I don't yeah, know. 10 pm ish. Yeah. 10 pm ish UK time. Again, if you're a committed tennis fan. You can handle it. Yeah. Catherine's going to be watching it, so you can. <laughs> yeah. Admittedly, she's five hours behind all of you lot in the UK, but there we are. Um, yeah. It's all there. Yeah. It starts on Monday. David's got about 24 hours of sleep to get in before then. I mean, yeah. really. I, I, yeah. Yeah, Can't I'm, wait. Yeah, I'm going to... You've learnt a thing or two about napping, haven't you? Once I've had a few of those lately, yeah. yeah. Um, so, David, will be firing on all cylinders come Monday, as will I, as will the coverage of Amazon Prime Video. It starts at 3.30pm on Monday. Um, I'm biased, but I really think it's going to be great. So, um, please do tune in. And frankly, if you want to watch the US Open in the UK, um, you have to. <laughs> Or you can listen to me talk on the radio. Or you can listen to David talk on the radio, which is also great. And I might I might have a sneaky earphone in while I'm in the studio. Loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. Not just I mean, you know, I'm a fan. Um, and we've been the tennis podcast brought to you as you might have noticed in association with prime video uk also with the telegraph who are here represented by simon briggs who i'm sure will be guesting on the podcast over the next two weeks um, with thanks also to charlie eccleshire for filling your enormous shoes david uh with charlie the ferret with our three executive producers triple s melanie bows and tennisballs.com with the manga club who have uh, provided their fantastic competition prize to our hashtag tennis podcast always winner we're gonna have to revive tennis podcast away somehow it was a hit david was it it was a resounding hit i, I tried to um, enter <laughs> <laughs> unsuccessfully he's, n- he's not joking um when we will be back on monday with our first of 14 daily us open tennis podcasts 